0: Welcome to episode 112 mm, of Export Audio. I'm your regular host, Nora, joined by my regular co host, Autumn, Allison, whichever.
1: I like both. Uh, I'm checking. Uh, yeah, it's episode 112. We did nothing to commemorate the 110th episode, of, or the 111st. Episode
0: 71st of was newbie.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was just well. I was just thinking about that because I was listening to VoIP life where Jackson found out, because Jackson apparently did not know that Bilbo and Frodo have the same birthday.
0: Because that's not something that's mentioned in the movies. Um what is it? What do you think it is off the top of your head? Uh, do you think that basically I'm asking what sign is Bilbo? <laughs> okay, but here's the thing it
1: one Okay, he's definitely not a sign from Earth, because this is what I'm about to say. But
0: it is, because it's the, they have, like, December, and they have, it's literally Earth. Like, not literally, but like... But do they have the same stars overhead? uh, Earth constellations. Well, after pondering at the words of Mandos, Varda decided to make new stars and also quote many other of the ancient stars she gathered together and set us signs in the heavens of Arda. Hey, M, write in and tell us if the constellations are the same. It seems like so, not, but maybe they're just called something else so uh, yeah that
1: was that was my first thought was that like does does middle Earth have the same calendar that Earth Earth does?"
0: Yes. Right?
1: The one wiki to rule them all.
0: Uh, They have six seasons. There's a Numenorean calendar. Uh, I thought maybe they just have the days of the week. Hmm. I thought they had like... They dis- definitely
1: have the same days of the week. I definitely remember that.
0: I thought it had, like, December in there or something. Um, I'm just typing December into, yeah, the 12th month of the year. Okay. Well, I'm...
1: I'm guessing, because my recollection of, um... My feeling and recollection is that Bilbo's birthday party at the start of the first book-slash-movie, um... Is like a sort of either middle or end of summer thing. Um, like they're all outside, you know, which makes me feel like it's a summer thing. Um, so I'm gonna go with like, I'm gonna go with August,
0: okay. I've just been googling, trying to figure out when J.R.R. Tolkien's eleventy birthday would have been, and it would have been in two thousand three, which is very funny because that's the year that the last movie came out. Aw,
1: that's cute. Uh, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna guess that Bilbo and Frodo's
1: birthday is it's September twenty-second. Damn it! So what did you say? I was gonna say August. I was about oh. to say I was about to change my guess to like September second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, no, no. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were gonna Google. I didn't even get to put in my guess. But you I put was in like a guess.
0: I, I knew that you had put in a guess, but I wasn't listening.
1: I was pondering. I was like it was okay. it's either either August or September, I bet. And I was I was not gonna get the twenty second, but I was about to like think like, oh, maybe it's early September. That was my mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What age did Bilbo
1: die? Uh, he went off into the east, right? I don't think he died. He
0: sailed west at a 131. Oh. What's the difference between sailing east and sailing west? You don't sail west. I mean sail east. Oh. Did the elves come from the east? The elves came from the west. The elves came from the west? Okay. The east is where all the people that Tolkien doesn't like are from.
1: Okay. Um. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's Bit on the also, nose, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they're called Easterlings. Yeah, and they are villains, yeah. as far as I know. I know that Numenor was in the east, but that fell again. M, right in. We should. We should just read these books, right? Like yeah. we should just reread for some of us. Yeah. Um. But all cool. that
1: shit's not going to be in
0: Lord of the Rings. No, no. I just. I keep getting more interested in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's cool, and I like the parts of it that didn't get picked up by like the films. No, by like fantasy,
1: because mm, yeah. like,
0: every, like Dungeons and Dragons is based on off of Lord of the Rings, and a lot of fantasy stuff is based off Dungeons and Dragons. So there's like two filters in place mm-hmm. of things like. Trickling and so out. like. A lot of the things that are now, like, part of the fantasy things are
1: actually just what Gary Gygax found most interesting about...
0: Or Arneson, or who knows, whoever else worked mm-hmm. on a and d thing, but, like, a lot of things specifically draw from D&D, and that specifically draws from Lord of the Rings, and other things draw from Lord of the Rings, the movies, but there are, like, things that don't, that didn't make it through. hmm Like, the modern idea of elves is being all, like, haughty. Mm-hmm and proud which is certainly still there but they're also depressed as shit mm-hmm. and that doesn't really come yeah because they're all
1: anymore. like the whole thing with at the start of lord of the rings is that the elf population is dwindling right as they all just
0: go back west i don't know if it's population is dwindling or they are dwindling like magic is dying right like right this is the end of magic in the setting we're talking about things we don't really know about yeah we do not but know i don't that. think tolkien is going to care No. Um, The audience is there though There is a modern fandom Like a modern style of fandom That is surrounding Mm -hmm. Tolkien's works Just the same as like a supernatural Or what have you
1: I don't know I'm always so interested in those sorts of things Where like there is You're not getting new stuff I mean I guess you
0: are getting new stuff Unfortunately you kind of are
1: Yeah I guess you're getting Uh,
0: Although didn't his son die Recently, Uh, I don't know. I thought it's
1: Christopher Tolkien, right? Yeah,
0: I thought he was. You're that, or he wasn't. Uh, wasn't like like controlling everything. Oh, he died this year. Hmm. Early this year. Yeah. Uh, he was the one kind of in charge of. Yeah, I knew
1: he. I knew he like. There was like a lord of the rings trilogy that came out in the 2000s and 2010s right yeah (laughs) it's like him editing together stuff that tolkien started and didn't
0: yeah um something like that
1: oh look at young tolkien i've never seen him that young that is bizarre this is this is Tolkien from the nineteen forties, like when he would have been writing the books, right? When did the books come out? I don't actually know this at all. Uh
0: 51 to 55, is that right?
1: I have no idea. Literally no idea when these books came out.
0: The Hobbit was uh 1937.
1: So yeah, that the, the photo on him of uh, the photo of him on Wikipedia 54 to 55 was the three parts of Lord of the Rings. The photo of him on Wikipedia is from the 40s when, like, he would have been between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. But the only version of Tolkien I've ever known is the one who's on the back of the, like, ancient paperbacks that I have. You know, of, like, old-ass Tolkien smoking a pipe. Um, that guy. Yeah, that guy that looks like a Doctor Who. Guy that looks like a Doctor Who. Oh wait! wait, wait. This—that's the one. You scroll down, scroll down. There it is. in
0: picture. Yeah, I, I mean in, in, color. in color. Yeah, with the pipe and the coat. Yeah, that's Tolkien to me. Um. He does look like a grandpa. He does. Wait, there's a Tolkien biopic. 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 What do people say?
1: Leaves you wanting Mordor. Is this headline here.
0: <laughs> Here's a big picture of, of Tolkien. It's in black and white with big words on it. Was J.R.R. Tolkien a racist? I'm just going to go ahead and
1: say, yes, this British man from the... Who was born in 1892 was, in fact, a racist. <laughs> <laughs> huh,
0: that's a There's one bet.
1: picture of Gimli scattered in here.
0: It's That would be a safe bet even without all of the textual evidence that he was, uh... Yeah. You know, who can say about the person as his life went on after Lord of the Rings because he lived many years after that. But, you mm. know, as far as I know... When did he die? 73.
1: He might have even been one of... He might have even, like, thought of himself as a not-progressive and not-racist... Or, he might have been... The sort of British man who's like, oh, I'm very progressive. I think racism is bad. But he was a racist just by, like...
0: Again, also the books. We don't know about this person, so... Uh, It says on his page that he reacted with anger to the excesses of anti-German propaganda during World War II. So, who can say? We don't need to cancel J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling? We do need to cancel J.K. Rowling. (laughs) J.R.R. Tolkien. It's so much harder to say than J.K.
1: Rowling. (laughs) We do not. Yeah. He's fine. It's whatever. Like, who cares? The books are racist. We all know this. Like, nothing is gained from, like,
0: I don't know. It's not really that interesting to engage with in in this moment. Yeah. Anyway, video games. We've both been
1: playing them. Do you want to talk about video games or do you want me to talk about video I'm games? I'm
0: supposed to talk about video games on Journal Updated. That's not for three weeks. Yeah. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Gordon. <laughs> uh, I've been playing roguelikes. Yeah. They're fun. Any
1: overarching roguelike thoughts? I watched your first video. I have not watched the rest of them yet.
0: Uh, they're fun. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't need. (sighs) Even the first roguelike added unnecessary systems to rogue. (laughs) (laughs) Which is making it Tolkien and making like adding different races and different classes. And like, that's fun and all. Which one is the first roguelike Moria? I mean, Rogue is kind of not technically not really the first game to do all this stuff. Okay, but it's the most popular one. Uh, I think elements of this game were present in other games around that time. Okay. Uh, but like, *Moria* was one of the first ones. Um, the other one was *Hack*. I saw like a graphic of of like branches and started with Rogue and went off into like Moria and Angband and some other stuff and then hack into NetHack and mm-hmm. some other stuff. And there were some other things on another in another direction, like Adam A D O M.
1: Oh, I know that game. Or I'm aware of that game. I don't know what it looks like, you know.
0: Like Moria is neat. It adds some more stuff to Rogue, but also, it's not—it's not my favorite. You got like
1: really enchanted with Rogue. It feels like
0: yeah, it's very simple and it's fun and easy to like get into.
1: Mm-hmm. That title screen is incredible. It's great, the and like, then art on the title screen is just fucking amazing.
0: And then by introducing classes, you introduce things like well. I found all this magic shit and I can't use it cuz I'm a fighter. I guess I'll backtrack out of the dungeon and go to the shop and sell it and get new gear mm-hmm. and go back into the dungeon. And that's not what I want to do. Mm. I just want to play the rogue like and go down the the dungeon. Mm. Well, like more modern. I, oh, you go, you go, you go. I just I think that the thinking on your feet and working with what you find in Rogue is more fun than the slow grind building resources to get other resources so that you can survive in the dungeon more. Uh, I just like the Rogue version of that better because it's more about actually playing the game and engaging with the stuff around you and less about resource management. It's about resource management, but it's like, you don't get to just go buy stuff. It's about, you have to go and find stuff that you are man the resources that you're managing um i'm not saying that people who you play games with shops are weak it's just that it's more fun for me when you're just thrown in and you have to like build up your like whatever you can find to keep going rather than the play style of okay i'm gonna go through this first level and maybe after that I feel confident going back up to the surface and trading in some stuff, selling some stuff, getting a new hat or whatever and like working slowly down. Um that's not as much fun for me. Angband is a little bit more advanced than Moria. It has more things happening under the hood, but it's it feels better to play. Um, I played as a kobold blackguard hmm. uh, I don't know yet exactly why Angband was like left such a good impression on me Um, you can save and quit and come back to it which is a a nice feature because rogue is kind of just you go and then you die and then it goes back to the start screen
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I just like that it's I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> I just Sorry, like- listeners. I'm just fiddling with something. I just like that it's easy to jump in to and simple. Like Once you know the commands or know how to read the list of commands in the game, it's just more like finding out what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's more fun.
1: Um just because i've only watched the the first one of your videos so far like what are like more um modern roguelikes that you have enjoyed like like in the post spelunky roguelike boom
0: usually none of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know uh i liked dead cells for like maybe three hours total Mm -hmm. maybe less than that uh but you you
1: really liked East of Eden. Or no, not East of Eden. One, one step, from Eden. step from Eden. One Step from Eden.
0: East of Eden is a John Steinbeck novel. <laughs> one Step from Eden is fun, but it's really hard. Mm-hmm. I've only ever played action roguelikes until I played rogue. And they just don't hold up. Okay. And I, I know that I wouldn't like Spelunky. Yeah, Spelunky doesn't seem like a thing that you would get into. I have I spent all my platformer coins as a teenager playing I Want to Be the Guy. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it takes a lot for me to care about a, a platformer or that kind of game. Just because I've turned that part of my brain off for many years. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm more into, I'm really into dungeon diving RPG stuff lately. Yeah. Uh, speaking of
1: diving, in dungeons... Dungeon delving?
0: Yeah. Can I tell you about Dark Souls 2? When you're a rogue... (laughs) I think there's an untapped humor market of burn notice narrations about playing roguelikes. That is untapped. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) It seats one. (laughs) I... uh once spent a weekend in a motel watching burn notice i once spent every weekend that it premiered a new episode watching burn notice we watched burn notice we watched monk psych and burn notice because those were all usa
1: i was not in the motel just to watch burn notice to be clear i was in the motel well, why for wouldn't you i was in the motel for other reasons and during downtime we just watched burn notice
0: Oh (laughs) No,
1: not like that. Oh, other arts. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was like me and my dad.
0: (laughs) You didn't say anything about who you were with. I understand how you could misinterpret
1: that, but I was not. I don't
0: think I was misinterpreting it. I think you were miscommunicating.
1: Yes, that's fair. (laughs) Dark Souls (laughs) 2. What? Again? They made another one? They did. They made they've made a couple of them. Did you know that? No. Um I so I've got kind of an interest, i've got kind of a history with this game, I guess. I was gonna say an interesting history. I don't know that it's actually that interesting.
0: Nothing's interesting about us. I this
1: is like my third attempt playing it. My first my first time trying to play this game, which would not have been when it came out. Would have been a couple years after it came out. I played it when it came
0: out. I don't
1: Ooh, when would I?
0: I play all of these games at launch, except for Demons this time apparently, since I don't have a PS5.
1: I um. I have been aware of the Soul series since they first started coming out. I had friends who were into Demon Souls way back when, and I definitely played some Demon Souls in like when did Dark Souls one come out? 2010? 11 right? Because it was the same as Skyrim. It was the same as Skyrim. So. I played some Demon's Souls in 2011 and bounced off of it because I didn't, I was frankly like too young for that game and not in the sense that it was not appropriate for me, but because I was like, did not know how to parse that game and was not like young enough that I was just going to be impatient and not try to parse it. I mean, what were you like, 16? Maybe. No, I would have been 17. So you would have been like 15. Right. 14, maybe. Yeah. Um, It's one of the first games I got when I got a PS3. But I didn't get a PS3 until, like... I don't think I got a PS3 until...
0: I bought a PS3 used pretty late. And my first four games that I got with it were Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Metal Gear Solid 4, Resident Evil 5, and Bionic Commando.
1: Anyway, anyway. I got really into Dark Souls 1 in maybe 2015, maybe 2016. It would have been like a summer between like, classes that I would have gotten really into it. I just don't remember which summer. The following summer, I think I tried getting into Dark Souls 2 and bounced off it because I just wanted more Dark Souls 1 and it wasn't that. Um, Tried getting back into it in 2018. Got decently far and fell off just because, like, I moved in the middle of it and I'm a scatterbrained person who doesn't finish things. Is
0: 2018 when this, like, newer sort of renaissance of dark souls 2 conversation started i trace
1: it to 2017 for the most part i i trace a lot of like the no dark souls 2 is good actually to austin who in 2017 would have reviewed dark souls 3 and um then gone on to launch waypoint a few months later um
0: dark souls 2 is 2014 by the way
1: I feel like 2017 was when, like, Dark Souls 2 started becoming a more... Dark Souls 2 was derided on its release, and I feel like 2017 is when more and more people started being like, no, Dark Souls 2 is really good. Um. So yeah, first time, just didn't care for it. Second time, liked it, fell off just because of, like, life situation. Not even that interesting of a life situation, but you know. And so I I had a, you know, Molly's playing Dark Souls 2, Kim's playing Dark Souls 2, it's just in the air again, and I was like, oh, I'll play some Dark Souls 2. Had a really rough time at the start of that game. Um, I think that game at the very start does not... It kind of matters what class you pick at the start of Dark Souls 2, because I feel like... With Dark Souls 1, at this point, having played the game so many times, like, I know what I want. I know how to get it right from the start, you know? Like, I know how to sprint straight to Grass Crush Shield the moment I touch down in um, the main area, you know, um, at Firelink Shrine. I know, you know, I just know how I play Dark Souls. Dark Souls 2... Kinda has a really difficult start, where like they don't give you a lot of tools, and I was playing as a mage at first, which I just
0: kept dying because you don't start with any like health, you know the thing I remember about this is that you can either have a sword or a shield, mm. You can find other shields in the area, but the you don't get a 100% physical reduction shield for a while. Yeah. So if you want a shield, you have to start as the shield guy who has a broken sword. Right. Or you can have a good sword, but not have a shield. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I'm not, I don't think that's a capital
1: C complaint, but I do think that the start of this game is, is kind of rough. And I would understand why someone coming off of Dark Souls 1 um, would just be like, Man, I wanted more of the same, this is different, and also it's really fucking hard, and not in, like, a fun way at the start. There's times where Dark Souls was fun. I think the start of Dark Souls 2 is just, like, I do not have what I need. They put more stats in this game, they changed what the stats do. They split some of them up. They split some of them up. Like, I would understand how you just
0: bounce off that game. Um, like... I mean, I didn't even get to play Artorias. I've never played Artorias. Yeah, I... Because I was... It was 2011 when that game came out. I would have been... 18? I would have been about to turn 18 or something like that. Um, I didn't have... Payment options set up for my PSN account until, like... I was 21.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't buy DLC until... I was like a, a ways older so like I only had base dark souls. Mm-hmm. And I will say Dark Souls 2 was great when it launched. Mhm. I was like, "Oh, this is great. This is easy. I'm having a great time." Uh because when it launched, the faith stat scaled 10 times more than it was supposed to. <laughs> uh or something like that. It was like a it was a significant change. Mm -hmm. um so they they fixed that after like a week and then my cool lightning guy just sucked (laughs) and on out because it wasn't supposed to just kill everything right which
1: i don't know i'm used to in dark souls one just kind of killing everything by starting as a mage and you can't do that in dark souls 2 you can't just start as a mage and like fucking kill everything um so I just restarted as a knight, so that I would start with the biggest health bar that I could. Um, then I had a little more t- difficulty, like getting into it, just because it took me a really long time to find the weapon that I liked. I settled on battle axe. I also like uh, the great demon hammer. Which shout outs to those little um, those little fucking birds that want their stones. They just gave me a demon's great hammer, which is fucking amazing.
0: I want to shout out this Steam thread. Yes, please shout this out. What was DS2 like before Lightning Spear was nerfed? Anyone still here from the old times that want to tell me what it was like when Lightning was the best? Um, Just very funny Yeah, that this is like a relic in yeah. this conversation. Uh, if, what if I go to the game's properties and change it to the beta version? Will I experience the super strong Lightning? Maybe, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, but it was, you know, actually there was a playthrough that you can watch of Dark Souls Two. There's there's, oh, a, yeah. there's an old Let's Play channel. Oh? That played uh, Dark Souls Two at launch, uh-huh. uh, and I'm pretty sure partway through that that patch hit because I was playing along with them. Who? It, there, there's, there's these, there's these guys, right? Uh-huh. And these two are still friends oh okay but they used to be really like super best friends uh-huh with other people who okay. then left the channel are they then, friends uh those two still are okay they have they've inherited the podcast feed for that podcast that they did and do their own podcast so you're saying they're not friends anymore they're not best friends
1: <laughs> <laughs> um anyway um but yeah, I, it took me a couple hours of like trying to get into it, and then I think yesterday or the day before, like it finally clicked. I like right, Dark Souls Two is a very good game. I put I have put a lot of time in this. Um, the last time I went through it, like this is a very good game. I'm liking it now that I want to do. It, now that I know what I'm doing, um, the one the so I'm very grateful for the soul vessel and letting you respec that is something that i i kind of wish was in other souls games is the ability to respec um because i just was like i'm just gonna dump points into fucking whatever because i need to get out of this the forest of fallen giants the forest of fallen giants sucks and i'm just gonna like do this and then once i like was in the next area, and I had the weapon that I liked. I was like, okay, let me go respec so that I have a bunch of strength, because I have a bunch of dex points that I don't need anymore. I'm just going to get rid of those. <sighs> and the one thing that I'm I'm not liking is that I still... I'm in, like, the fifth area, I think. I'm in... I did Forest of Fallen Giants. I did Heed's Ruin. I did No Man's Wharf. I'm in the Lost Bastille now. I still have not found a Catalyst. I really want to play a Mage, but I'm waiting until I find a Catalyst, and then I'm going to go look up where the next Soul Vessel is, and I'm going to respec again so that I can finally play a Mage. That's my only complaint, is that there is a way that I like playing Souls games, and that was really bad in the early game, and now that I think I probably could manage it, I just can't it's weird that there's no one who will give me it. like I just haven't found a catalyst in a chest. It's weird.
0: It's weird. <laughs> That's my only like, thing. I feel like Ornifex will have one maybe. Weaponsmith Ornifex? Who's that? The bird guy. Oh, that friend. Uh maybe maybe they only do some boss soul stuff. I I don't
1: remember. Um I've popped a couple boss souls, not all of them. But there's definitely some stuff that's like I'm not going to ever get this boss weapon.
0: It looks like they don't sell catalyst, but
1: Yeah, I got to go just like look up like sorcerer's catalyst and just like figure out where I can pick one up because
0: well, like all of these games you can find it on the body of an NPC who is the starter class. Yeah, sorcerer. I right. have bumped into a guy who in No Man's
1: Wharf, I bumped into a guy who will sell you sorceries, I assume. But my intelligence stat is so low that he won't even talk to
0: me. That guy probably also sells catalysts.
1: I bet he sells catalysts. But I would need to respec to get the intelligence to even talk to him.
0: I wish that respecking was not a resource.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish if you're gonna put respecking in the game that it wasn't a that you could just respec, you know.
0: Especially if you have this sort of. I don't know, do people say this for, for video games? People say Ivory Tower game design for video games or just for tabletop? Uh. It's a Monty Cook thing. Basically, it's like in D&D, there are all these options, Mm -hmm. right? Some of them just suck.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Some of them are just bad. Part of playing the game is understanding the game well enough to know which options are going to suck, which which options are going to make you a better character. Yeah. Dark Souls also does this. Yes, extremely. It, there's a resistance stat. I don't know if you know this in Dark Souls 1, there's a resistance stat that you can that put points nothing. into? That does nothing. It doesn't do nothing. It adds, It increases your you defensive sh- stats. You should never put any points into <laughs> that stat.
1: It's a bad stat.
0: Why resistance comps? No. Um, comparison. Uh, I just wanted to see, like, a damage comparison, like, uh, this is what you're missing out on, but I don't think anyone's done this, so.
1: That Then it'll just show you, like, here's how big your poison bar gets if you really, like, if you sock out... No, like,
0: here's Gwyn. He does this swipe. It does uh-huh. this much health if you have 60 vitality, 40 endurance, and, like, 50 resistance versus... Those same stats, but like ten resistance, and I just want to see how if there's any appreciable difference in oh. in making your defense stat better. You also
1: reminded me of something that I from earlier in the conversation that I forgot to mention. I've also never played the Artorias DLC because um, the the PC port of Dark Souls One is notoriously bad, and um, um like what was i gonna say for some reason because there's the lady that you talk to to go to the dlc area you know Mm -hmm. and for some reason my game just crashed when i got to her like when i tried to talk to her the game just crashed and Dark Souls 1, at least on an old PC that I had, maybe it would be better if I played remastered, maybe it would be better uh, on this new PC, but would just have r- random spots in every save that it just crashed. And I had DS fixed and everything, and it would just crash. And there was, so there was one save that I remember where every time I tried to go through the boss door to Ornstein and Smo, crashed. Just couldn't, couldn't go fight Ornstein and Smo. There was another one, the the one that I eventually ended up, you know, defeating Gwen, um, linking the fire, all that. Um, that one just crashed when I tried to talk to the DLC lady. I was like, well, I guess I won't do the DLC.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've never played the DLC for Dark Souls 1. There's still a lot of Dark Souls 1 that I just, I just haven't seen, which is fun for me.
0: I remember the hype for Dark Souls because I was doing I was hanging out in places that played Demon Souls before mm-hmm. Dark Souls came out but uh, I remember like seeing all the hype cycle for all oh, this Manticore in the new DLC I also
1: um the last time I tried playing Dark Souls 2, I never liked how the roles worked and I just like it better now. I do kind of prefer Dark Souls One. How the rolls work, where it's just fast, normal, fat. Mm-hmm. I, is it problematic to call them fat rolls? I have always called them that, and it just now occurred to me that. Mm.
0: I, I'll be the fat person that says it's okay if you want. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit.
1: Nobody gives a shit. Um, and then i i kind of missed that but it's fine for me now and i also i had intense like weird like obsessive like patterns in my brain every time like i lost souls in that game because of the way that enemies don't respawn after a certain number of kills and i have just gotten over that for the most part in this comeback to the game it's fine it's just you know it's whatever enemy don't come back there are ways to get the enemy to come back if you're desperate for that um oh right i so i think the torches in this game are super fucking rad and i wish the whole game was about the torches
0: a little bit i would love a game that looked and played like a dark souls but um you were carrying a torch to light other torches and you couldn't actually fight enemies you just Mm -hmm. had to figure out how to like get past them to light torches to make to light areas and make them safe um that would be cool i don't know how much of the torches they put back into dark souls 2 in scholar because i know that it was a big part of the game that just didn't make it into the original release like they were there and they had timers and you could do that but like they were supposed to have a way more dynamic lighting system mm-hmm. that would make those areas look really cool when you're walking through them with a torch. Uh, and it would give you a reason to do that. And I I think you can see it in some of the old trailers. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as I know, that didn't make it into the final game. Uh, maybe in Scholar they've changed it a little bit. I don't really know. but I, I don't know, know either. Um That was going to be more. There's just... You go into things
1: betwixt, and you light all those torches, uh, and you have to come back with that fragrant branch of yore to finish it. But you light all the torches, and you summon, like, a dark phantom, which is neat. And No Man's Wharf is super fucking cool, how you gradually, slowly illuminate that. And, like, there are enemies that do not like the light. And so... When you illuminate No Man's Wharf, you actually make it easier because those enemies, like, don't like the light. Um, it's just super fucking cool. And I wish that was, like, more of the focus of the game. It feels like something that, like, they put a lot of work into and then maybe, like... It it, it definitely has the feeling of, like, someone had a really cool idea here that they couldn't totally execute on. And I wish that was the whole game. I thought about tweeting yesterday on my locked account, like I wish Dark Souls Two was just about lighting torches, and I didn't, I don't care about the combat at all. And I was, I had a picture in my head of an absolutely insufferable two D indie game from like twenty fourteen that would be about that. And I, I think that this is an idea that could absolutely be
0: really bad, but I kind of trust FromSoft to do it well. But also, a uh, Souls-type game where you just have a torch in your offhand the whole game. Yeah. And maybe at some point you can use that as a weapon or like cast a spell with it or something. But for the most part, it's just that's just your light. And I wa- then you like ha- still have to fight with your other hand. That would also be neat. I walked around
1: um, Bloodborne with a torch in my hand for most of the game, except when I was... Um, because I used the Blades of Mercy was my main weapon in Dark in Bloodborne. And I... S- sometimes, just depending on how I felt, would use the one-hand version or the dual-wield version. But... Um, I walked around with a torch for most of that game just because I thought it looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it made the game look better. Um, and... Yeah, I think that like From could do something really interesting where like they make the torch a central mechanic. Um, I think you could even keep the combat in. I don't necessarily think it has to be like a no combat game, but like I think I would just there's like an idea here that's really, really good. And I wish there was a lot more of it in the game. Um, Every time you light a torch in this game, it is fucking radical. Um, What else? What else? Um, No Man's Wharf is so fucking cool. No Man, I was like starting to come around on the game, and then No Man's Wharf was like, "This is one of my favorite areas in a Souls game." Right? I forgot.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Um, Oh, I uh, yeah. The last thought I had about Dark Souls Two is just that, like, this might be the prettiest Souls game to me. It's between this and Bloodborne for me. Um, Bloodborne just has, like, the shit that I like as a person who, like, just likes likes goth shit. And not in the sense that, like, I like wearing all black. I just mean I literally think gothic architecture <laughs> looks cool and Bloodborne is just a game that's going to give me that in spades. But I really like the look of Dark Souls too.
0: Counterpoint, what if everything looks like shit?
1: Oh, I love Demon's Souls. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I might play Demon's Souls next. I'm either
0: We should just put in the disc and play Demon's Soul. The disc
1: is in. The disc is literally yeah, in that system true. right now. Yeah. Um not a PS five listeners. We are playing fucking Demon's Souls, the good one. Um so it says on the box. It's what it says on the box. It says in ten years, Blue Point's gonna remake this game and make it garbage. <laughs> um they gave the the maiden in black massive tits for no reason
0: i wouldn't say for no reason (laughs) the real crime is that they made the wax on her face look like more like cum yeah um
1: yeah i feel like so i've never played three i've never played sekiro and I've never gotten that far into Demon Souls. Some
0: people I have seen recently say that Sekiro is not even a Souls game, which I I would disagree with. I that. don't know how about that one, but I would disagree with that. I'll, I will not make any claims to know. I'm from Soft that well. If
1: I go to if I go to Sekiro, oh, uh, if I go to Sekiro, I guess I'm just going to say it like <laughs> that. I can't stop myself now for some reason. Um. Uh, I'm not going to know how to parry anymore, because I have not parried a single person. Bloodborne, Dark Souls 1, parried all the time. I'm a parrying machine. For some reason in Dark Souls 2, I was having a lot of trouble parrying early on. Could not get the timing right. So I just gave up. Did I've you just picked been... the right V-skill? No, I did not pick the right V-skill.
0: Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't like parrying, and I don't like blocking with my weapon- so Sekiro, that's the whole thing. I
1: love, I don't like blocking with my weapon, but I love parrying. I love that as a mechanic. Um, I just feel like if I want to be good at that, I'm either going to have to like really struggle through the first few areas of Sekiro, Sekiro or um, I can't every time I say it now, it sounds wrong. Either I'm over pronouncing it or under
0: pronouncing it anyway you want to talk about a game that i fell off of pretty quick it was Sekiro. yeah um seems neat i
1: guess uh too fucking hard i did not have a ps4 when that game came out and it didn't run on my pc at the time i bet it would run on this new pc also i have a ps4
0: i know molly blew through it like it was tissue paper but that's a video game
1: yeah um Uh, so yeah Still so mad about Molly beating German in, like, two tries or whatever. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. It's I gonna think... have a Poison Swamp in it. <laughs> <It's>
0: gonna... <laughs> George R. R. Martin approved Poison Swamp. Um, What else? Is Elden Ring Nordic? Is that gonna be, like, a Viking thing?
1: Mm-hmm. I have no idea.
0: What is Elden Ring? What is Elden Ring? When you get a second can you show me
1: the timestamp on Audacity? I'm just curious where we're at. I'm not like trying to end the podcast soon or pad out the podcast. I'm just curious. 45 40 minutes 50. okay. I I was having like an existential breakdown with you yesterday um and I'm this trying to decide This is all
0: about Elden Ring. Is this one redhead?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to decide how much of an existential breakdown I want to have on the podcast.
0: About what? Elden Ring?
1: No, not about Elden Ring.
0: Just about, like...
1: I don't know. You remember? I was having a breakdown last night.
0: I thought it would be kind of interesting content, but also, I don't know. Um, You thought your breakdown would be interesting content?
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't remember this
1: breakdown. It's not like my usual, normal, like crying breakdown it's more just like man 2020 has been a hard year um
0: i feel i think i was gaming when this happened
1: no no i was in the bed you were in the bed with me that's gay that is gay um i don't know 2020 has totally like annihilated my ability to express myself in any way um I go to work where like I can only wear like certain things and I can't paint my nails and I can't really do makeup anymore because the only makeup I'm any good at doing is lipstick and you can't, you know, you have to wear a mask when you go outside. Um, and like, so I can't like express myself at work at all. Um, export has been more like entertainment and criticism than just like keeping up with our lives which is fine. I
0: fixed our sink. You want a fucking wife update? Yeah, give me a wife update. Landlord didn't fucking do shit. Fuck that landlord. I The pipe was loose. I jammed it back up into place and I screwed it on. And now it seems fine. Underneath the sink, it was leaking. It seems like it's fine now. Mm-hmm. landlord forgot for four days to even call maintenance apparently didn't even do that because they were supposed to be here today
1: they're supposed to be here friday or today quote-unquote it's 5 p.m today uh i don't think maintenance is showing up maintenance still hasn't even called me to be like hey when can we come by or hey can we come by at this time you know and anything like that fucking
0: I... useless it took them how many days to get us hot water when we moved in A week, yeah, it took a week, I think. So you know, yeah, man, had some good ideas.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, I was just having like that breakdown about like like I can't leave the house, which I did not, other than to go to work, um. And I did not realize how much of, like, my ability to feel like a human was tied up in, like, going and sitting at a bookstore or at a, like, restaurant and just, like, dressing a way that I cannot dress at work, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm having constant like gender feelings all the time and I don't have any outlet for it because at home I just want to wear pajamas and at work I can only be femme
0: time to write some fucking poems baby <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah this is the thing is that like the podcast is like my only outlet for like expressing myself at all and the podcast has just been more about like... Either haha jokes or criticism. I'm not really being me on the podcast a lot of the time. I'm being the version of me that's on the podcast, um, and I don't know if I can't. I I can't tell if I'm looking back at like older ex- episodes of Export with rose-colored glasses, or if I was just more authentically myself on the podcast more often. I also think that I had existential breakdowns on the podcast more often. Say a year ago, mm-hmm. I keep thinking about just going back and like listening to export from the start, but it's I think a choice I would, you can make. I think I would actually die because I think like
0: some people have been doing it
1: i I think it would be like actually painful for me. I've been listening to Gundam Project and VoIP Life from the start, and that's good because it's like, ah, oh, I can go through all the like existential crises that my friends have had the last two years. But I can't
0: subject myself to that. Everything is the same. Just worse.
1: Yeah, I was listening to the VoIP Life today um, that they recorded the day after.
0: Um, Can I just acknowledge this? Yeah. Before we move on? Yeah. It's just an image of a fight stick made out of an Xbox 360. It's fucking amazing. As the box. I've just been had it on the screen this whole time and I'm just looking at it. It's
1: great yeah, I was just gonna. This is a very brief thing. I was listening to the Voip Life today, that they recorded the day after Telltale Telltale shuttered, and like all of the things that they said, you could just like copy paste onto Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven discourse, and then you realize that we've had this same conversation every day for the last two years, and that like Telltale was not the start of it. We were having that conversation for years before it. It's been this bad for years and years and years. Nothing has changed. Um, there is little hope for change unless people, like, you know, get serious about being communists. You know? Yeah. Leftism, quote-unquote, is not sufficient. <coughs> um, it's just revisionist.
0: I look forward to... What's the next one after Cyberpunk? When are we doing this again? Let's let's plan let's plan our uh, next yeah, meetup. What's the next Naughty Dogs tapped out Hogwarts. For... Yeah, Hogwarts. There I we mean, go. if we're specifically talking about Crunch, uh we don't talk about Crunch except for I guess if they make a GTA six soon. So what what do we got? We got Red Ooh. Dead just came out, so
1: I think it's gonna be a two little years ago, but yeah. Red Dead came out two years ago. I would have guessed Red Dead came out eight months ago. <laughs> I would have guessed that Red Dead came out, like, oh, maybe a month or two before COVID started. 2018.
0: Jesus fucking October Christ. 2018. <laughs> that came out ah after we started, like, just barely, but around the time we started dating. Okay. So, listening to VoIP
1: Life, I guess I'm almost at... The episode where Red Dead comes out. We've been dating
0: for two years. We've been dating for two years. We didn't really acknowledge that this year, huh? No. Uh, Happy anniversary.
1: (laughs) Someone at work asked me, a customer asked me at work yesterday how long we've been engaged. And I was like, I guess over a year now. You know, we had kind of wanted to get hitched this year, but like with everything that's happened and the customer was like, Yeah, I get it. And I didn't even finish the sentence. The customer was like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't want to get married in 2020 that you would just like...
0: I googled Red Dead Redemption 2 and Google says people also ask, do you lose all of your money in Red Dead Redemption 2? Is Red Dead 2 worth it? Which is the best Red Dead Redemption 2 to buy? And what is the point of Red Dead Redemption 2? I'm
1: wondering about all of these things. I'm always wondering, is Red
0: Dead 2 worth it? The answer's no. Originally answered, is Red Dead Redemption 2 worth all the praise it's been receiving? Yes, it is. The game is a vibrant world unto itself, Gordon. No comment thread would ever capture the whole essence of the game. Um, What is the point of it? There's no point to the game, man. (laughs) It's the story of the breakdown of a family in the form of the Vanderland gang. I don't think that is what that is. Anyway, um so what's the na- is it Hogwarts?
1: What are uh, the, what are the big games? Not game if we're studios? talking about
0: crunch discourse.
1: Like so what are the big game studios that are going to have sequels? Naughty Dog, I don't expect to see anything from them until maybe like 2022.
0: I mean, they'll probably put out DLC. They'll
1: probably put it. Yeah, there will be a big DLC maybe even next year. Did did The Last of Us 2 come out this year? is that a 2020
0: yes. game? Okay. I mean God of War Ragnarok. What's that? It's the next God of War game. Oh, have they announced when it's coming out? They announced that it's coming out. They,
1: 2021.
0: They put a teaser trailer out this year. I bet this Ah, uh, I feel
1: like The Hogwarts Legacy Discourse is going to be worse than the God of War 2 Discourse, because I feel like...
0: First of all, you cannot call it God of War 2. But it's going to be different, because that's still going to be the continuation of J.K. Rowling Discourse. Right. Whereas I feel like
1: the God of War 2 Discourse is just going to be... Like the same as God of War discourse, and we'll all be a bit number to it at this
0: point. I don't think that they're gonna. I don't know. I don't think you can do dad discourse twice. We've been doing dad discourse. Not from the same source.
1: Bioshock Infinite was 10 years ago or some shit. Like, we've been And did doing... they make another Bioshock about being a dad after that? I mean, they made Burial at Sea.
0: What the fuck is that?
1: That's the DLC for Bioshock Infinite.
0: That's not real. No one knows about that. No one cares.
1: I tried playing that no this year. No one cares? I was like, oh, I really like... When I started to do a Jackson voice for one syllable oh. and... <laughs> oh, I I, I... I really liked it. I used to really like Bioshock, and so I thought I'd play Burial at Sea, the one part of Bioshock I haven't played, and uh, it was too shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, Jackson. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Jackson. It's not even a Jackson
0: voice. Tried That's an I doing a Jackson voice I tried voice to stop voice. them. <laughs> um, this looks... This does look kind of like shit. It's shit. Also, Elizabeth...
1: I think I posted a gif of it. Like, Elizabeth, in the very first cutscene of the game, walked into the room, and her hips sway so much that, like, her left hip is like right below her right shoulder and it was fucking absurd and i could not deal with it
0: is she sexy in the main game uh
1: she no she's more like um oh look at this innocent hot girl you know what is 1998
0: mode Bioshock Infinite Barrier, let's see. Episode 2 contains 1998 mode. Uh, the mode follows 1999 mode, which was part of the core Bioshock Infinite games, as the hardest difficulty to play. The mode will test players with completing the DLC using only non-lethal methods. This is dumb. It's supposed to look like Thief. This is dumb. I thought it would be, we put shit models in the game for kicks. That would be better. <laughs> that would be better. The whole game is is the is the playing Metal Gear Solid 1 in Metal Gear Solid 4.
1: Yeah, see there's Elizabeth from the base game and she's supposed to be like kind of like, "Oh, isn't she so pretty? She's so innocent and young." And then they give her this haircut about partway through, but she got massive titties. I'm looking at the titties. That's not for her in game. That's fan art. I
0: know. I'm looking.
1: But Listen. she's got just big ol' honkers. Um somebody Oh, this is a Pinterest post. This is not like a real headline, never mind. What? Oh, I was gonna dunk on something, but I realized it wasn't a headline. It was just somebody like posting about their feelings about Elizabeth on Pinterest and like who cares. But yeah, in, in Burial at Sea they make her the sexy uh femme fatale.
0: Yeah. She's your literal daughter, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, actually? Yeah. Or, or like, the weird, like, surrogate type of daughter. Oh, okay. Do you don't know about Bioshock Infinite? I've stayed blissfully unaware. Can I tell you about Bioshock Infinite? I know the basic deal. Tell me what you know about Bioshock Infinite. You get the girl to wipe out the debt. (laughs) 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 That is true. That is what you do. And then you get the girl, uh-huh. and the robot wants to take the girl. Okay. So you take the girl to rapture okay. and kill the robot. No. Yes. No. Yes.
1: This might be burial at sea.
0: You go to rapture.
1: Uh, no. Yeah, you, I, you do. You do. I saw it. You do. But when... anyway. You go to rapture for like... All of a minute. You're in And you do a boss fight with the bird man. You do a boss fight with the bird, but that's back
0: in the regular game. You kill the bird man in Rapture. No, you don't. You told me to tell you what I know about Bioshock. And- okay. I guess, yeah, I can't be mad at you for being mistaken. You throw a tomato at a black man? So you have the
1: option. You're given a choice. You know, like in journal updated games. Um, I'm
0: fucking strangling.
1: Someone hands you a tomato, and like you should throw it at that black guy. And then a button prompt like pops up on screen. It's like you can press A to throw it at the black man, or you can press B to throw it at the guy who gave it to you. It doesn't matter because either way, as you start to throw it, someone was like, "Hey, it's that guy on the wanted poster." <laughs> So it literally doesn't matter what you choose.
0: Cool. I we will play Bioshock for the journal updated eventually. But so anyway, yeah, you get the girl to wipe out the dead. You do. You do do that. But then it turns out that the, there's a guy from another world, but also in another other world, he's a girl, and so they're. The two versions oh, right. of the same guy, the What? two versions, I got two versions, <laughs> are villains, but they're not main villains, but you yeah. probably kill them. And no. then the preacher, which uh, I'm just going to say is probably the guy from Ravenholm. Uh, it turns More out much. that that's actually Booker. Yes. And then he drowns... Or you make your daughter drown you? Yes. Uh, And also... She goes to an alternate universe of... 1983... Where Star Wars is called Revenge of the Jedi... Instead of Return of the Jedi. I think that actually does happen, yes. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm telling you with the things that I know about Bioshock (laughs) Engine. I totally forgot that part, but of course that's the part you remember. There's a horse... There's a horse. And she can't fix the horse. And then. There's always a lighthouse. There's always a man. Yes. And then you die because you can't fathom not becoming a boomer when you get old. Yeah. And then.
1: I was going to explain Bioshock Infinite to you, but you actually just know what happens in Bioshock Infinite, it sounds like.
0: you' it's a, It's the most mind-blowing story. It's so c- hard to understand. Comstock is you
1: from like a parallel future.
0: <laughs> Comstock.
1: and so like <laughs> you go and save Elizabeth, who and you like start treating her like your surrogate daughter, but then you find out that Comstock is you, and so she's your actual daughter, but not which, yet, but not yet, from like Why another time in a
0: different timeline. I don't remember that part. Why do you become boomer? Uh
1: war trauma? No, not even war trauma because you were a uh, Pinkerton. you were like l- like literally like a guy like going and like shooting up like union rallies and strikes and shit, and you got traumatized you got traumatized from that and you got traumatized from like doing genocide to Native American people.
0: So what's up with the bird man? So the, is that just a fun
1: bit? The bird is supposed to protect Elizabeth And part of the thing is That the two the The guy and the girl They like I think they went to Rapture And like got some of the big daddy
0: technology And put it in the bird I thought, it was like, oh, I have to protect my daughter. I will make a bird, man. Thank you for doing your Assassin's Creed <laughs> LP voice. Gotta protect the daughter.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you wanted to fuck your daughter. That's so cringe. <laughs> It's so, so weird that they like make her your romantic interest and your surrogate daughter and your friend. I mean, real it's daughter. not
0: weird because that's what all these games do. That's Lara Croft. I know. That's Ellie Last of Us. I know. But it's weird. Ellie is not so much a love interest in the first one cuz she's an actual child, but in the second one mm. she's now a protagonist. So, yeah. It just It just feels dad, like You go Dads rule the world. Dads rule the world. How much we- Bioshock
1: Infinite, on top of being one of the most racist games ever, is also a game about how hard it is to be a dad and watch your daughter grow up and be hot.
0: Oh, that's so cringe. <laughs> um also just fucking I love this box art. Look at that. Yeah. Um But, like, how many of the movies you saw as a kid were just movies your dad liked as a teenager? Because for me, it was all of them. Uh, My dad is very aloof and thought he was better than movies most of the time. That tracks. My dad was like, okay, we're going to watch Ghostbusters and Back to the Future and, like... My dad thought all those movies are dumb. He only liked the real ones. Oh, the real ones.
1: Yeah, the real Ghostbusters. So, like, we didn't watch Ghostbusters because that's not real. But I, my dad did have me watch Caddyshack because that's like a real movie, or like Spinal Tap because that's a real movie.
0: That's literally not a real movie.
1: <laughs> now, I've never seen Spinal Tap,
0: but I know what it is.
1: But it's like what? I, like, my dad hates Ghostbusters because it's not real, but like Spinal Tap because it is real.
0: The reason that they made it a bird is because they couldn't, in good faith have an entity called Big Daddy in the dadhood game. Oh yes,
1: they could. They made BioShock 2, which is literally the game where the Big Daddy like BioShock 2 is the same thing,
0: but it was made by different people, right? Only kinda, so they it's fine. doesn't count. People say that Bioshock 2 is the good one. It is. We'll see. Mar- like, <laughs> I guess
1: Bioshock 2 is the good one. I'm also just at a place in my life where, like, I Bioshock meant a lot to me. It doesn't anymore. I've killed that part of my heart. Bioshock was always bad. Bioshock 2 is just better than the rest of the them. The thing
0: about Bioshock, aesthetically, is that it's just kind of like a bad Dishonored
1: Yeah, that's fucking
0: true. It's the Mortal Kombat to Dishonored's Killer Instinct. Where they're like in the same space, but one of them looks way better than the other. I can't go where you're trying to take me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't carry the ring, but I can't carry you, Master Frodo. (laughs) I'm just loving this image of... where'd Where'd it go? Of fucking right El- El- emily elizabeth uh, very early in the shocked. game
1: it was like hey i need you to like which one of these do you think is like i think she might say which one of these do you think is more me or something and you have to pick and she's gonna wear it for the rest of the game she's gonna wear this little pendant of either the bird or the cage and that's supposed to be so <sighs> symbolic and i think at the end of the game, she's wearing the opposite one of the one that you picked as she drowns you. But it's a dead bird, you see. Oh, it is a dead bird. Wow. I've never noticed that before. Wow, it's so... I've literally never noticed that the so bird is dead.
0: It's so, Like, this picture of Elizabeth is just like a Dishonored loading screen. Yeah, it is. Um, Bioshock seems like it sucks shit. It does suck shit. <laughs> It seems like maybe all of them may suck shit. Bioshock 2 sucks less shit. It still sucks shit. Um, go ahead. Make a fucking fourth Bioshock. I dare you. Call it Bioshock 3. That would be really funny. It would be really funny. What if Rapture was out of the water?
1: Do we have more topics of conversation? I know we've got questions. At least a couple,
0: but do you have anything? I I, I kind of had my shit. existential crisis. You know, kind of. I've been playing lots of video games. I could talk about video games, but, you know. We got a lot of questions. Oh, we got a lot of questions. We got. What are your favorite ice cream flavors and toppings, Asked Tron. Um, every time we get ice cream.
1: Well, we get frozen custard a lot. And every time we go, I get chocolate with M&M's. I have always gotten with chocolate with M&M's. I get chocolate
0: with strawberries.
1: Sometimes I get something different, and I always regret it. I always just wish I yeah. had chocolate with m ms
0: Kim asks, does Gordon Freeman's suit jack him off? No. But. It does show dick. It can show dick. Does it? That's a. It's a fucking Half-Life VR thing
1: Okay, I've only watched a little bit of this You've been watching a lot I of it i watched all of it And every now and then I'll sit next to you and we'll watch it together Uh, isn't the Pirate Cove in Dark Souls 2 sick? Kim, I would recommend Rewinding to earlier in this podcast To, to get my opinions on the Pirate's Cove In Dark Souls 2
0: Olivia says, Kim, when did you pick me up? Some Shake Shack
1: Yeah, sure I've never we there is a Shake Shack near us now that delivers on DoorDash and I've never been there. Eh, 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 eh.
0: I had it once. Rags asks, "What's cooler, pyramid schemes or identity theft?" I would say pyramid head. I don't have I don't have a joke. What if thief? You know, from nineteen
1: ninety eight. What if thief was about identity theft? (laughs) Oh, Assassin's Creed! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting a punchline to my joke because I didn't have anything.
0: <laughs> Adam asks: Sugar cone, cake cone, waffle cone, or bowl? Bowl usually. Uh, yeah, bowl. My, uh, my teeth hurt. Uh, under a stiff breeze. So, uh, otherwise, I would say waffle cone.
1: I I always think I'm gonna like a waffle cone and I never do.
0: Skullmania I go, asks <laughs> I would I would either go bowl or cake cone anyway Skullmania asks what is your preferred ratio of peanut butter to jelly on a PB&J uh 50-50 I don't know
1: yeah I don't fucking know I put peanut butter I put jelly on What maybe you're talking about Maybe like
0: 40-40 actually what's the I, other 20% You don't need that much of either of them <laughs> like, Yeah okay yeah fair you, could, you know
1: I yeah, I I don't have an answer for you. I put peanut butter on until I'm happy. I put jelly on. I don't know. May asked what's your favorite roguelike? Um, we know yours. I might I might have come around
0: <laughs> to actually liking Slay the Spire now, finally. You wrote a whole thing 3 years ago about how <laughs> Slay the Spire is a harmful like harmfully designed game. No, 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 no. The uh, the terrible thing is that
1: I wrote about how Slay the Spire is less harmfully designed than other games i played <laughs> and i'm still playing it i've got over a thousand hours in it but i think i actually finally
0: like it maybe. you should do it like a line by line like reaction to that piece in 2020 yes. i think that would be really fun yes um, the thing is that I, the, that's, that's an export. We can do that on export. Uh the thing is that I mostly
1: agree with the main thing I was talking about. It's just that like Slay the Spire ended up panning out in a bad way for me, but I still think that Slay the Spire is because the whole thing about that game was that like, I don't like when games don't give you an off ramp. I don't like when games give you, don't give you a rest. And I had days, there's this like, indie strategy game called Kingdom that I fucking hate because, like, there's never a down moment. There's never a good time where you can say, ah, I will stop now. Um, and the the thrust of the piece is that whole, like, that civilization one more turn philosophy is actively harmful.
0: Is it a side-scroller?
1: Yeah, it's a side-scroll. Oh. It's gorgeous. It's a very pretty game. Um... And the thing that I praise Slay the Spire for in that piece is that you play your run, you finish your run, it's fine, you know? Whereas, like, Kingdom is kind of always going, and there's never a good stopping point. Civilization is similar, where there's always, like, one or two things happening, and you just want to keep playing. I think it's bad when games don't give you, like, a stopping point. And in Slay the Spire, you know... You either beat a boss, or you you die, or you finish the game. Like, there are a bunch of stopping points. There are a bunch of points where you can stop, save the game, quit out. What if it... So I broadly agree, it's just that I did end up spending over a thousand hours in Slate of Spire over the following years, which do make it seem a little bit silly, everything that I had to say about it.
0: What if your stopping point was literally going to the main title screen with a big piece of art? That's good. Let me tell you about Rogue. Yeah,
1: that art is really good for Rogue. Um, Am I allowed
0: to say Rogue for my favorite Roguelike? Yeah, I think so. Because if I'm not, this question becomes more interesting. (laughs) Um, I played another tiny game, uh, Roguelite. It's called Roguelite, not like the genre, like light, like light. Um, It's on itch. It's cute. Um, It seems like a thing where it's... I, I can't tell if the actual areas are randomly generated or not because everything's so dark. That's the whole point. Um, but it seems like a, a game that would be fun to put, like, four hours into until you've done enough runs to just upgrade all of the little things. Because, like, you start off, you go until you die, and then you open up the shop after you die. And you can spend coins that you've collected on upgrades. And anything that you any coins that you don't spend, you just lose. So if you didn't get enough to get anything, it just you got nothing that round. Um but, you know, then you you just hit the button and then it starts over again and the title screen is the starting area of the game. There's no main menu. You just it loads up and you go. Uh and it's cute. It's like sort of a two or three color kind of looks like a Game Boy color game. Um It's really cute. I'm going to record a video of it at some point. As for my favorite rogue, like, I don't know, probably fucking, probably just, probably just rogue. I don't know. For me, it's either Slay the Spire,
1: it's Spelunky, but at this point I got more time in Slay the Spire probably, which is wild. Uh, I um, have so
0: much time in Spelunky. Of the ones I've played on the channel, it's probably Angband, if it's not rogue, but. Weep Lord asks, do you support the reintroduction of the term roguelike like for those games that deviate further and further from the mechanics of rogue?
1: No, but only because I think that video game genre names are fundamentally bad and dumb, and I don't support uh, making them worse.
0: <laughs> so, Dark Souls are kind of like a roguelike like light. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Infinite Rewind asks, if you had to pick a favorite Souls NPC, who would it be, and why is it Solaire? It's not Solaire.
1: It's not Solaire.
0: Can I... Mm -hmm.
1: I was listening to an episode of War Rocket Ajax recently, and um, they just requested people never send in questions that is like, what do you think about this, and why do you think it's the opinion that agrees with me? They just said people never should send those in again.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And not to put you on blast, Infinite Rewind, I just think that's a good policy that if you want to submit a question somewhere, you should not try to lead the uh people you're asking to the answer. People do to that you to are.
0: journal, I think, every episode. Yeah. But um I just I don't like it as a thing. Who cares about Solaire when you have Ostrava of Boletaria? The maiden in black? Um Yurt the silent
1: chief. Oh, I love Yurt. I love Onion Knight. Onion Knight's great is really good, too. I went out of my way to save Solaire. That is, like, really, like, important to me, um, saving Solaire, um, but I don't know that Solaire is my favorite, uh, I love Big Hat Logan. I had, like, my whole, like, journey with Big Hat Logan in the first game is just really good. It's, you know, the journey that
0: you're supposed to go on, but I love that guy. Um... May asks, what is the half-life of plutonium? Six. Billy asks, what's sadder? A half-life or a life half-lived? What's well, a
1: half-life th- is just a scientific concept, so, like, Half it's Life's not sad s- at all. half-life
0: video game series is a life half-lived, because they didn't fucking finish it. Ha ha ha! asks, salted licorice ice cream? Yes, no. No. I... Would happily
1: pay money to never eat licorice again in my life. I think licorice is one of the worst flavors that exists.
0: You want to take this last one? Because it's specifically aimed at you.
1: Uh Juo asks, which elite in Slay the Spire has committed identity fraud? Uh, definitely Gremlin Knob, right? H- have your little bird guys, have they committed no. identity? No. <laughs>
0: A little cultist. Hey! Uh, that's all the questions we got. Yeah.
1: I think it's Gremlin Knob has committed identity fraud. For sure.
0: Gremlin Dom? No, actually Gremlin Knob is
1: oh, not... Oh, Gremlin Knob. I think that's a dumb motherfucker. He just likes hitting. He's gonna beat you up for your lunch money. Who is, like... That head tilted on its side. That vaporwave head. That's the one that's committed identity fraud. Wait, wait, wait. I want to see that.
0: It's just a tweet. We're reading tweets on the podcast?
1: Yeah, I'm just reading the tweet. Show me the dialogue. Oh, okay. This is not that good of a tweet. It's a fine tweet. Nothing wrong with that tweet. I'm really liking this picture of a Jack Vance uh, novel. It... Oh, I was like, "What does that say?" Die Mordmaschine. I know that I realized it was just German. <laughs> I feel stupid. <laughs> I feel
0: stupid. If anybody wants to audition for the role of co-host of Export Audio, uh, let me I
1: think look. you have many suitors.
0: But I'm talking about for the podcast.
1: Yeah, that's the the <laughs> joke is that since it's the wife podcast, I think you've got many people lining up to be your wife, if you so choose.
0: Where can people find you online,
1: bitch? People find me on Twitter at etymnal underscore coffee. My pinned tweets got links to all the podcasts, um, podcasts more like. I I I didn't mention this. Um, so, uh, for like health reasons, for like mental health reasons, workload reasons. M postponed Aeroplane To next week Um Mark postponed Arcanum Until we're able to do it Um so that uh they can catch up On the podcast or they can catch up on the book And then um I postponed Hot Singles To next week because I hadn't Listened to the albums yet So this might be the only podcast I
0: do this Week (laughs) me when i have too many things planned i'll move all of them to next week when it will be easier
1: i mean it's not going to be any easier ne- next week it just it, it
0: turned out that like i was going to have a really it's, really busy 3 days it's just that you're going to get there next week and you're going to be like ah all these things all at once i shall move them to next week
1: <laughs> i don't know um i've now listened to the albums for hot singles mostly
0: Cool. You want to talk about them real quick before we end the podcast?
1: Hey, you know know Aaliyah, one of the most beloved R&B singers of the... ever? Uh, It turns out she's great. Uh, It's a damn shame that her music is not... uh, that her music is being slowly forgotten because of streaming culture and uh, her music not being on streaming.
0: For more of that, listen to Hot Singles. Yeah. It's great.
1: Oh, also on the YouTube, I'm putting up a no commentary playthrough of uh, Pyre as I get ready to guest on Journal updated in
0: January. This also works out for me because if I forget to play Pyre, I can just watch the video. Don't do that. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, my podcast about video games where you make choices, I will simply watch someone else make choices. Stop that. Find me on Twitter at neither nor the stuff I do at norablakeonline. Exportod.io, did you set up the URL? Exportod.io slash video will take you to the YouTube channel. BRB, doing it right now. <laughs> BRB, ha <laughs> JK. I never uh, set that up, no. It's, at some point, it might do that. Just it's, keep trying. Just every day you wake up, you think of us, try it. I've been playing a lot of roguelikes on the YouTube channel. I've played a couple runs of Rogue. I've played some Moria and some Angband, which are both derivatives of that. From, like, 83 and 85 or something in there. I don't know when Angband came out. It's like... Oh, 92. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, we're getting a little bit farther down. That's why there's, like, colored text. Things are color-coded and stuff. Colored text? Yeah. Fancy. It has lighting. It has dynamic lighting. A word? Because the things that are discovered but not seen are gray, and then if you're in your field of vision, they're white.
1: Hey... Does anybody remember that game Unexplored from a couple years ago? It seems like a kind of interesting, like, more traditional roguelike, but I don't... I haven't played it. It looks really interesting. Um, more traditional in the way that the dungeons are designed. It's still like an action RPG sort of thing, from what I can tell. Game looks
0: interesting. I'll read about it on Wikipedia. The free online... Encyclopedia that anyone can edit That's Undiscovered The yes, 2005 film I have to find the disambiguation page Which does not actually cover The video game which Just because you're
1: on Undiscovered We need Unexplored Unexplored? It might not have a Wikipedia page
0: Welcome to the Unexplored The Wiki What is it? Click, click that right there unexplored real-time roguelite dungeon crawling at its very best unexplored is the roguelite that feels like a roguelike an accessible yet challenging action rpg praise for its fantastic level generator real-time combat fuck that and a surprising amount of content and depth there's one other roguelike that i need to talk about oh doom okay tell me about doom d r l doom r l mm-hmm. it's just a roguelike but with all the sound effects and the music and the enemy types of Doom, and it has like an ammo system, and it has like pickups, and it has perks and classes. You gonna play... play Shirin? What? Never mind, sorry. I... The Wanderer?
1: Yeah, the Wanderer. Probably
0: not. You gonna play Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? No. But I'll play Tower of Druaga, which is... Great, 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 granddad of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Oh. The Druaga things, I think, are the predecessor of... The Mystery Dungeon series? Yeah. I think huh. that's true. I think if I go I saw to... you and
1: Dia talking about Tower of Druaga. I didn't know what it was.
0: Nightmare of Druaga. Fushigi no Dungeon. Oh,
1: Fushigi no Dungeon. Yeah. I'm familiar with Fushigi no Dungeon. That's Mystery Dungeon.
0: Yeah. Mystery Dungeon uh, It is one of these But it's not the originator of mm-hmm. Mystery Dungeon Because Shira the Wonder is Mystery Dungeon 2 Hmm Tornico No daiboken Oh Fushigi of course no it's a fucking dragon <laughs> quest thing
1: Everything's a dragon, <laughs> dragon quest game If you go back far enough Everything's a dragon
0: <laughs> It features Tornico or Tolunu as he is known in North America The Merchant from Dragon Warrior 4
1: so, this is amazing because.
0: Dragon Warrior. Form.
1: The Mystery Dungeon games are apparently long, long descended from Dragon Quest, but also, um. Fucking. Pokemon games are kind of descended from Dragon Quest 2, because, like, Dragon Quest 6, I think, is just a monster trainer game. Is it game? 2 or 6?
0: Make up your mind. Well, it, it's called 2 in America. <laughs> I'm going to end you. That doesn't (laughs) even work. It doesn't even work. Six was three. Come kiss me. We're on a podcast. Mm. Apparently there was a share in the Wanderer 3 in 2008. Huh.
1: Oh, it was on the Wii. Oh, I do know about this.
0: Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I'm... Going to play Tower of Draga at some point. It looks neat. Druga. Sorry, I have to type in game because there was an anime. Hmm. You hate to see it. Oh, look at this guy! Look at this guy! It's Amuro. Amuro. It's actually Gilgamesh, but it looks like Amuro. Amuro you can say that every time I say Amuro? Amuro! I'll try to
1: end the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. No, we don't have to end the podcast. I'm just kind of... Uh, I'm running out of steam.
0: Okay, I'll talk about Doom.
1: Oh, yeah, no, no, talk- no. Talk about Doom. Talk no, about Doom. it's fine. I-, I totally interrupted
0: you from talking about Doom. I'm sorry. It It's just the same feeling as playing the tabletop game of the movie that you like. Mm. Like when you get Edge of the Empire and you start playing it and you're doing Star Wars stuff at tabletop. It's like, oh, this is Doom. But it's in a new thing. It's a new way of Dooming. It's neat. It's not what I wanted. I wanted just a Doom wad that was a roguelike where you would just have random weapons and random levels and random enemies. Mm -hmm. But... That doesn't exist, although those things might exist piecemeal from what I can find. I found an external program that will create randomized wads for you to play, but no like ah this is the game and then you play Doom and then it's always random. This this is an external thing I have to create levels with, but Oh well. <sighs> Amro Amuro <laughs> um. Anyway, stream Bambi on PS2.